Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the HP Podcast, your weekly show about video games from HanselFandom.com. I'm Ben. With me here today is Brandon Revelium. Duncan Revelio. I know it's Revelio, but oh, you said oh, yeah. Revelium oh, yeah. earlier. That's right. And I just had to bring it up. Yeah. What's up? Hey, how um, you doing? I'm trying to find all the loot incorrectly. Yeah. Uh, if I know anything <laughs> about Harry Potter lore, I don't think the spell would work if I said it wrong, but I think that's correct. Somehow in my fucked up wizard brain, I would manage to make it work and it would be like an anomaly amongst the Hogwartians. Dude, you would be the chosen one simply because you could say spells wrong and they would still work. And I would have that fucked up extra head on the back of my head. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's in this game. Oh, well. Revelium. <laughs> <laughs> also with us is the one and only Canadian wizard, Dave. Dave, um, how are you? I'm good. But was there there were no other wizards from Canada? No, no. you were the only one. OK. You're the only meaningful know. one anyway. I you... wish I didn't know that because now there's pressure. To well, be the, like... well, I mean, I want to be specific here. When I said the only the one and only wizard from Canada, Dave, what I meant was you were the only per, only wizard in Canada named Dave. Still like, hard are, to believe. But there are other narrows... wizards. But... Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. I mean, in, in, in the Harry Potter movies, is there more than one Harry? Like even with a different last name? No. So it's conceivable that you could be the only Dave. You don't know that though, because like, did we meet any other Harrys? No, that's the point I'm making. We didn't meet any other Harrys. Uh, oh, I see. Must not I be understand. Any. Someone okay. call up J.K. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, she, she is now who who must not be named. She is the new Voldemort of <laughs> the entire franchise. Uh, apologies in advance for the coughing. I'm not sick. I get this um, this stupid cough tickle thing in my throat. It's it's like an allergy thing, but. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll try my best. I'll try. Yeah. I, I've got uh, I've got my Dr. Pepper here, and that's it's it's got doctor in the name, so it's probably good for you. Yeah, to I soothe my say. throat. So, uh, just because people like this little, you know, according to Dave, he he likes the term <laughs> inside baseball. Uh, Dave, there is a on your screen. There is a mute button you can press uh, within ZenCaster if you so need to, because you're coughing too badly. So, also don't sleep on it. If you want something to actually soothe your throat, Dave. People drink warm, like put it on a pan, turn on the burner, warm Dr. Pepper. I've never tried it. That sounds It's awful. a thing. Google it. Google it. It was a thing. You know, my cousin used to drink for a cold, for what? a cough, uh, kerosene. Oh, my oh, God. Uh, so he claimed. And he's I believe dead. it. He's, he's dead, dead now. He is actually dead. <laughs> Probably because of that. It wasn't because of that. It was uh, self-inflicted, but it still was. Um, that checks out. Yeah. It, somehow. It, yeah, it all makes sense. Um. You won't have a cough, but you'll also be in the ground. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the trade-off. He was at my graduation, my like college graduation party. Tell him my one friend about how he would like he, he had a cough there, and he was like, "Oh yeah, dude, just drink some kerosene." Ben's probably got some kerosene around here. I'm like, first of all, I don't know if I have kerosene or not, <laughs> and second of all, please don't drink it. The, the man is a human candle. 
Wow. He is just, wow. He, he shined brighter than any of us ever could. He did. He yeah. float. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Too much. Dra- dragon breath. Yeah, I just overloaded. That's how important that was. Dave, um, I think it's time for our weekly coffee update. Could you tell us about the status of Tim Hortons uh, this week? How's it? How's everything doing up there? It's good. Why? Good. Did something happen? Did I miss something? I had a tea from Tim Hortons today. I never I never have uh, Tim You're Hortons. You're acting like this isn't a thing we do every week where we talk about the Tim Hortons. How update. is Tim? He's good. I think he's, he's dead, actually. He's a he hockey player. Did you know oh. Tim Horton was an actual hockey player? Yeah. I didn't know that, but I just assumed that if you were born in Canada, <laughs> like it's part of the requirements. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, Tim Hortons is doing okay. It's it's still everywhere. It's still shit. Yeah. Um, but I did go to a Tim Hortons today. I got a I got a peppermint tea. Oh. And it was delicious. That but sounds delightful. I'm pretty sure it would have been just as good, if not better, anywhere else. So mm, that's, that's not fair. A, it's not a plug for our friend Tim Horton. My mom oh, for IP. Christmas got me like a case. I, I sometimes use a Keurig. Not all the time, but sometimes when I'm in a rush and I want to be lazy, which is actually more frequently than that. <laughs> but my mom got me like a, a couple packs of Keurig pods or whatever, and one of them was Tim Hortons. And uh, it tastes exactly the same as the Walmart stuff. Yeah. So Sounds I think right. Tim Horton, that's the secret is Tim Horton and um, the Waltons are actually related. Do you know what the weird thing is about those pods <clears throat> is even the flavored ones like you'll you'll make them and they'll smell so good uh-huh. and then you'll get the cup and you'll you'll take a whiff and it smells so good but it all tastes like bean water like they're yeah. that flavor i don't know why like it's it's so aromatic in the nose but then when you actually taste it, it there's yeah. like nothing there nothing well there. Have you ever you ever smoke a pipe no, I haven't. Pretty much the same thing. Yeah, it smells so much better when someone else is smoking a pipe than actually smoking it. It's yeah. kind of disappointing. Right. It's true. Right. Yeah, I used to be such a huge coffee snob, and over the years, my both budget and desire have just waned. Like, my, my laziness has increased and my budget has decreased for <laughs> coffee. So, um, yeah. yeah, I feel that. Mm-hmm. But that's the best thing about life is you can enjoy the fine things. Sometimes life doesn't offer those to you. I find that I actually appreciate the fine things more when I don't have them frequently. Isn't that the damn truth, though? This is the HP Podcast, a podcast about philosophy and Tim Hortons. Uh, You can support us over on Patreon at patreon.com slash handsome phantom for early access. Ad free, by the way. We appreciate your support over there. Thank you for hanging out with us. And you can hang out with us even more over for free on Discord if you like. Go over to handsomephantom.com slash discord. You'll be ushered into the presence of the most glorious ginger. Ooh. And uh, you can talk about crazy things. So, uh, last week, I mentioned that you could talk about your mom. Somebody actually did talk about their mom in the discord. So lovely. Yeah, they um, they did that just for me. Lovely. Lovely. That's right. Off on another adventure. <laughs> lovely. <laughs> Let's start off with the oldest news I have here. And this is mostly because we talked about it so much on the show that I wanted to bring it up. According to videogameschronicle.com, is it Video Game Chronicle or Video Games? Videogameschronicle.com. Multiverses's Daily Peak Steam player count has dropped more than 99% since launch. The game dropped below a daily peak of 1,000 players for the first time this week. Quote, the game enjoyed an extremely successful launch with a peak of more than 143,000 players on Steam on day one, rising to 153,000. Oh, my God. Guys, I'm not kidding. I need to show you both this. I'm looking at this article from videogameschronicle.com. And you know how sometimes ads don't load in until later? 
this ad just popped up. Oh my god, dude! That, the, that this is, has to be a cashed ad. I'm just saying, it has to be <laughs> yeah. a cashed ad. Obviously, That's a targeted <laughs> ad, Ben. This, I don't think so. You're exposing yourself right now. It's in the Reddit app, so it's it's not even possible. Hey, listen, I got one I, of those today on my work computer. So, uh, Dave, I got to tell you something. <laughs> There's a thing called cookies. Uh, <laughs> I think it's on a video game site, and they just assume all video uh-huh. gamers are degenerates, uh-huh. which would not be incorrect. I'm hearing a lot of backpedaling from the two of you, <laughs> and I would own it. So you can't even shame me. I would gladly view whatever. Listen, it- if it weren't animated, I would own it. It's animated. It's not mine. That That is like S-tier so animated. Just for everybody, <laughs> sorry to derail you, Video Games Chronicle here, but uh, this game is called Queen's Blade Limit Break. And they're just showing off these different poses that these uh, female, rather buxom characters can do. They're not pornographic, but they would be if there weren't the words over top of them. They're very suggestive. They're very suggestive. Anyway, oh my God, it's back. This girl has her leg over her head. I don't know how you're reading without with that looking at you like that. I'm, I was scrolling past it and it just... Boop. I know. I... A month after its launch, Warner Brothers <laughs> stated that over 20 million players had already downloaded and played the game, suggesting a strong player base on which to build. Since then, however, the daily peak player count has been steadily dropping to the extent that this week it dipped below 1,000 for the first time, according to SteamDB, hitting a peak of 986 on Monday. This marks a drop in daily peak player count of 99.3574% in less than seven months. Yikes. Part of the reason for the drop in players may be a tepid response to the game's season two content, which players have been regularly complaining about on social media. By the way, people complain about every season of everything yeah. on social media. Yeah. Uh, the game's first season saw a release of five new characters over the course of around two months. However, since season two started, just one character has been released, and that was nearly three months ago. Season three was supposed to start yesterday, but they delayed it to March 31st, given giving the reason that it wanted to give players more time to complete their season two battle pass. Brandon, yeah. you were you were you and I both, but you especially were yeah. real hot and heavy on this game Absolutely. for a little while. How do you feel about its uh, inevitable failure? Um, I could have probably seen this coming. I feel like this game came out at a really good time at a time when there wasn't much else going on, because even though I did enjoy this game, I played way more of this game than I ever probably should or would have. Yeah. Just because of the timing. Right. And that's nothing to take away from the game. I've been out of the stratosphere since season one. Yeah. Um, and as soon as the glitz and glamour of something new wore off, and um, I realized that it is a good game, and that it's fun, and the content's coming, but apparently it's not coming fast enough. So, um, not very surprising for me, to be completely honest with you. Um, It's really sad to see a decent game have such a drastic, and I mean absolutely crushing, decrease in player count. I mean, almost unfathomable uh, loss in numbers. Um, But part of me wonders (coughs) if some of that was cushioned by players that played it for a week. Sure. And yeah. then never played it again. Of course, there's going to be know, that. So and, like, and they're basing that 99% off of their their total, right. like, exactly. the top number that they ever had, which, you know, no game's ever going to live right. up to their launch launch numbers. Exactly. But. but yeah, it's sad to see that they kind of could not keep the momentum, especially with the inordinate rise to power that they had at the very beginning. You'd think they'd really want to hammer down mm-hmm. as far as that goes. And I've not heard of a game delaying their season to, in quotes, give people more time. Right. That that's a bullshit answer yeah. as far as I'm <laughs> yeah. concerned. Um, just be transparent. I mean, if you guys need more time, that's fine. Right. Um, 
clearly they're panicking. I'm sure there's like that SpongeBob meme of everything on fire in SpongeBob's brain going yeah. on at that very moment in the in the studio. But um, yeah, yeah, I hope the best for it. It's a decent game, but it I guess a decent game, yeah. I guess I'm not too surprised that if the content waned, I feel like the gamer brain has been um, absolutely tainted and uh, tox toxified, yeah, almost um, by uh you know things like Fortnite. i recently watched a video about crunch culture and it kind of was retrospective for me a little bit yeah um, as far as that goes so dave we all know how big of a fan you are of fighting games uh and multiverses specifically uh i'm making that up because i'm pretty sure dave isn't <laughs> a big fighting game fan <laughs> but uh i don't know how do you feel about it content no no content no players it kind of makes sense to me yeah, it's um it's too bad. I mean, this is this is a really cool kind of set of properties and I, you know, I as you said I'm not big into fighting games, but I I don't really think that this um sort of group brawler whatever genre is that saturated at all. So I mean, there seems to be a lot of room for somebody to come in and and make something that people are going to like um like they do Smash Brothers or something like that, but I mean, this is just, I guess, the reality with these free-to-play games is their player bases are just so volatile. Like, if you haven't spent the money um, to actually purchase the game, then what need do you have to kind of feel like you're getting your money's worth? So, um, you know, I, I feel for those people who are kind of really invested in, and, you know, you start to see those player bases dropping, and there's a lot of a lot of news about games like this being shut down, like... Rumbleverse was one. Um, I know that's a bit of a different genre, but uh, yeah, that's just the reality of free to play. Is is players don't really feel the need to stick around as long, so you better deliver. But at the same time, <clears throat> I think those seasons are really the source of the revenue. So if you don't get that right, then you really don't have much chance to make money. So uh, I'm not terribly surprised that they wouldn't want to get the seasons right right off the bat, but. Uh, yeah, hopefully they can they can turn this around with a really 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 good season three, but time will tell. Tell, tell me who didn't have the foresight because it's it's a Warner Brothers game, which well, means dude. they have all the Warner Brothers properties. Why not like a couple weeks after Hogwarts drops, throw Harry Potter in there? Yeah, or like at least Buckbeak or something. Right? Well, and what I'm thinking is like there's really two options with free to play games, right? At launch, I feel like studios should understand if you have a seasonal model. They should understand how seasons work now in games. Right. It's been years. Yeah. You know, people are hungry for the content. And like Dave said, it's free to play. Right. So I feel like whenever you launch a free to play game, you almost need to have like three seasons worth of backlog almost ready. Yeah. You, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, like do tweaking, get it on the back burner, but right. like be ready. And the only other option aside from that is like massive, massive panic and crunch. Yeah. And so it's just like, I wonder, is there problems? Right. I mean, this game hasn't been plagued with many problems that we've noticed. I mean, maybe that no, there were some balancing issues early on, of course, but that's every sure, game. but not like game breaking stuff or anything. Right. And like, yeah, I just I think that also when you have a difference between season one having five new characters and season two having one, right? That's a pretty big difference. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know. Even if I was still playing Rumbleverse. I know by this point, if I was in season two and I had been playing with the same character and I actually was invested, if they said that that I then had to wait longer, 
for season. I don't know. It's just also the it fact that bad. The only character that came out in season two was Marvin the Martian, which, hey, you know, whatever. Marvin's yeah, cool. Fine. But does anybody care that much about Marvin the Martian? Yeah, it's just like, I don't know. And they had the Rick and the Morty, which was really cool. But like the Rick yeah. and the Morty. <laughs> Yeah, dude, the Rick and uh, the, the, the Rick and, and the Morty. And the, <laughs> the Morty. Um, yeah, that's just a little disappointing. Yeah, um, I agree from Warner Brothers. Um, and especially, it kind of sucks because I know that studio is a green studio. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think they have much under their belt, and it was really fortunate for them to have had such great success right out the gate. Um, and I bet at this point they're getting the vice uh, just tightened by warner brothers um i'm sure it's already made massive amounts of money but to see this in in the headlines is never good right for anybody did did you uh put any money into it brandon out of curiosity no 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 no. i i think i've only ever put money into two games that wasn't dlc i bought one call of duty skin and i bought deep rock skins that's it not really for it to be honest with you most of the time um if a game is lacking that much in content I either will accept it for being free to play or just not play it. Right. So, yeah, I'm not too keen. Um, kind of a, a stickler. When well, it comes and, to that and the two games game. you did mention were not free to play games. Right. Exactly. So, no. well, you, I guess you played Deep Rock for free. Technically, it was, it was It's not right. a free to play yeah, game. You right. just got it through a subscription. Exactly. Service, so. Okay, so that's that. Goodbye, multiverses. You're done. You're we are. We all know it's done. coming. Sorry. But on the flip side, Bayonetta 3, the game that people tried to boycott. And I don't even know where I stand on that. So it was either positive or I don't know. Whatever. It worked, right? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, it didn't. According to Platinum Games' Twitter account, Bayonetta 3 has reached... Sorry, I'm like parsing this together. Bayonetta 3, developed by Platinum Games and published by Nintendo, is officially a million seller out now on Nintendo Switch. Now, a million doesn't seem like a whole lot. First of all, a million is a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot for any game. Uh, there's a lot of AAA games that that barely cross a million. But uh, also in terms of Bayonetta, I can't remember for sure, but the total of all like Bayonetta units ever sold before Bayonetta 3, so I guess Bayonetta 1 and 2, was only, I think was only a couple million. Really? So Bayonetta 3 alone in a couple weeks here, maybe a month, whatever, it's been hitting a million already. Good things, Dave. Are we are we going to see a Bayonetta four and also do boycotts work? Uh, no, I, I was going to say according to that voice actor, it it sold like a bajillion units. Yeah, I'm so happy about this. I'm not a Bayonetta fan, but after she like blatantly lied, I, I'm very happy to see this. I hope they tagged her in the tweet. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's good. A friend of the show, Dustin, he uh, he just recently played through the entire series. So. Yes, he did. Yeah, That was somewhat inspirational because when he was doing that, I kind of thought, I might try that. That's a good s- series to do that with. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, um, Bayonetta 3 seemed to release at a time with a decent amount of competition. So to do that well over that period of time kind of guarantees another one, doesn't it? I would say so. Yeah. To put it in perspective, Brandon, Bayonetta 1, I think it says, has sold um, more than 1.35 million units. Bayonetta 2, in its first nine weeks, sold 400,000 copies. Wow. Um, oh, that was just on Switch, though. It sold 300,000 on the Wii U hmm. in the same period. And then, of course, we've already got a million 
We've got another Bayonetta game coming out later this year, although it's nothing like a Bayonetta game. It's yeah. like a little different. But hmm. I don't know, have you ever tried out the Bayonetta series at all? Uh, I'm passingly interested. I think it um, being locked on an archaic system has kind of prevented me from. Well, Bayonetta 3. Well, yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, it's kind of prevented me from enjoying it so much. I think there's a lot of things I'd like that are very similar to this. Mm-hmm. I'm interested. Um, but never have kind of bit the bullet as far as that goes. Um, always glad to see Nintendo winning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that about you. I know that you love. You guys know this about me. I am the number one fan here. Um, and for Bayonetta, anything goes. Yeah. You're pa- when you say you're passingly interested, you mean you like to watch it? Mostly, I would. <laughs> that's actually my only interest, actually. <laughs> plot. You know, I'm, I'm watching it for the plot, if you know what I mean. Sure. Understood. Um, <laughs> According to WCCF Tech, the Lord of the Rings IP is getting five new games by March of 2024. Now, keep in mind, as I'm reading this, that is 13 months from now. God damn. Five new games in 13 months. Five? Count of one, two, three, four, five? <laughs> <laughs> Today, as part of its Q3, this is it says today but this was actually a couple days ago today as part of its q3 2022 financial report the embracer group announced that there are five new games based on the lord of the rings and lord of the rings ip and production by external game studios they are currently expected to be released by the end of march 2024 in the quarter free mode closed the previously announced acquisition of middle earth enterprises for free mode this acquisition has generated a lot of interest among both internal and external partners for the lord of the rings ip across different media formats there are currently five games in production by external partners to be released this year, which this you know this this fiscal year ends in March. There's also one film in production by an external partner. Free Mode continues to make selective key recruitments in various parts of its business to strengthen the organization. That was a quote directly from their financial report. Wow. Uh, the first is the long-delayed story-driven action-adventure game Gollum by oh. Daedalic. Uh, that looks like it's going to be uh, horrendous. Originally announced in March 2019, it's been delayed multiple times. The second game is a survival title, The Lord of the Rings Return to Moria, where players will embark on an all-dwarf adventure set in the fourth era of Middle-earth. Dude, they're not going to rip off Rock and Stone, are they? Um, Don't do it. It's possible. There's no way, right? (laughs) (laughs) Then there's the Middle-earth game announced last year to be in development at Weta Workshop and the turn-based free-to-play collectible RPG Heroes of the Middle-earth. That leaves one game that we don't know about yet. So, hundred percent, a Clash of Clans ripoff. Oh it man, has, it's it probably is a mobile game. Honestly, that's what I was thinking. It's it's like a fucking card game. Yeah. Um, with it's going to be like Snap or it's. Gonna oh wait, be there, there already is one of those. Oh really? Yeah. The, uh, it's a, uh, it's an RPG called Heroes of Middle Earth. I legitimately was expecting not to have a list. I I was assuming two of or two or three of the five were going to be mobile games, but. Apparently, they all are accounted for, but one and or two. Yeah. Potentially. <laughs> Dave, are you ready for more Lord of the Rings? Are you going to play some Gollum? Are you going to get your Gollum on? No. Uh, okay, fine. <laughs> Just, you know. Gollum is funny because when you sort of were prefacing all those titles, you said the action adventure game, and I assumed you were going to name some game I forgot about, but then you said Gollum. And then you <laughs> said and, and a survival game, which was a different game. It's, it's kind of like. Shouldn't Gollum be the survival game and, and we get an actual action adventure game? I'm not too worried about this. Um, Are you telling me you can't craft in Gollum? <laughs> you can eat fishes. There's no stamina fishes. bar in Gollum? Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I've always felt like um, the 
they may have overdone it slightly with the Hobbit trilogy when it comes to the movies. And I didn't watch the TV show, but from a gaming perspective, this seems like a franchise that's somewhat been underutilized. So I don't know if I want to see a whole lot more Lord of the Rings, Middle Earth, et cetera, et cetera, coming all at once. But I'm also okay with them kind of exploring some other aspects of it with some games that, you know, I would play. I probably wouldn't play too many mobile games, but um, this is okay. I think, I think you know, Middle Earth is, is, is something that, that needs a little bit more exploring when it comes to, um, to video games. And, you know, if we can get like, I don't know, like three or four new Star Wars TV shows and, and uh, there's at least one game coming out this year, nobody's complaining about it. And I think Middle Earth can get a little bit of love. So this is okay. This is okay to me. Yeah, hopefully there's something good in there. Give me one of those games that are good. Because I love the Lord of the Rings universe, but I don't want just games that are, you know, crappy that they have the IP, so they slap it on there right. and turn it into it. So yeah. we will see how that goes from there. Brendan, you played the the Middle Earth games, didn't you? Yeah, no, I played... Um, I, I finished Shadow of Mordor, and I played some... I rented Shadow of War. Okay. Um, and I really enjoyed the first one. Can you remember um, renting games? That yeah. wasn't that long ago, but it feels like it, ancient history. I know. It, it, it's actually kind of... I kind of liked it. Yeah. Maybe I'm weird, but I kind of liked it. Sure. Um, just try it out. Now they have trials, but... That's true. Um, I guess this is good. I don't know. I don't want to speak too soon because if my memory recalls, I did this recently with a series that I wasn't super into as well called harry potter uh-huh. hogwarts and i wasn't too excited for it i think that kind of set my expectations early to not be excited for it yeah but i will say this amount of games coming out in this short of an amount of time one i doubt that's going to happen right and i agree two if even half of them come out it concerns me that we know very little about any of them sure except for Gollum, which we still don't know that much about. no i don't really <laughs> so um I don't know. I want to be excited. I'm not going to like poo-poo on it. It's a little weird. Um, just kind of flexing that five games in one year type of thing. That's not really like something that I would think would be like an admirable thing to talk about. Um, but not that they've been working only for the past year, but you get what I'm saying. Can you imagine? I don't, we still, don't, I mean, maybe it's just because I haven't paid attention, but I don't think we still know much about the Gollum game. Can you imagine, even if you're the biggest Lord of the Rings fan in the world, controlling Gollum from behind, like having to stare up his loincloth on a third-person game for hours and hours and hours. Damn, it just makes me flaccid just thinking about it. Just think about all the little phrases that they'll just reuse constantly because Gollum doesn't say that many things. And when he does say things, they're not, you know, pleasant to listen to. (laughs) Dude, I, would, I love Gollum. But... I would sooner play an Andy Circus game. Um, than a fucking <laughs> Andy Gollum. Circus simulator. Yeah, I, I would. I, I would sooner play that. I shit you not than oh. a Gollum game. But um, I guess this is cool. Um, like they said, it's kind of an underutilized. Um, surprisingly, with the amount of like clout that this entire series has had oh, since yeah. the beginning, yeah. Um, I'm surprised more people haven't. Even after the success of those Shadow games, yeah. Um, but. I guess we'll see. I'm never too excited about anything Embracer says ever. Um, But, you know, they can throw a bunch of money at it. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, that's fair. If you're an athlete, you know, the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. 
So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. According to the PlayStation blog, tune in February 23rd for exciting updates from our third-party partners, including PSVR 2 reveals and an in-depth look at Suicide Squad. It goes on to say that the state of play returns with its first show of 2023. Get ready for new looks at some anticipated games from our third-party partners, as well as a first glimpse at five PlayStation VR 2 games set to arrive later this year. Then settle in for more than 15 minutes of all-new gameplay details and updates on Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, the next game from Rocksteady Studios. It happens on Thursday. This episode will be releasing to the public the same day the show happens. But I just wanted to get your guys' gauge a little bit, or we could just discuss whatever. Uh, about what we might see at the show, or maybe not what we might see, because, you know, who knows, but what we will want to see. Yeah. Dave, you want to kick it off? I know um, you're really excited for the PSVR 2 segment. <laughs> no, not really. I, you know what? <laughs> I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing, from a VR perspective, um, I guess this is going to be available tomorrow or Wednesday, but the, uh, the Gran Turismo stuff, obviously, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a franchise that's, recently near and dear to my heart so um i from from some youtubers yeah youtuber youtubers content creators that i really like in in that gran turismo sphere have said that you know this is a game changer um so i'm curious to see is that gonna is that gonna push me over the edge and say i gotta get this thing um but yeah i'd I'd like to see a little bit more from gran turismo um outside of the vr stuff um I don't know. Can we see some more Wolverine? Is this too small of an event mm. for, for, for that to appear? Probably. Uh, I know that's a couple of years away. Yeah. Um, I guess Spider-Man is the other big one that's coming later this year that um, I, I kind of feel like they would wait to the summer to say anything, but I, w- I would be really happy to see uh, a little bit, you know, just, just a smidgen, just, just a tiny bit more Spider-Man to uh, give us a sense of what might come, just like a 30-second something. Um, that would be cool, but um, I don't know. I get the sense this is going to be mostly focused on on VR, as you said, and and Suicide Squad, which is which is good. I, that's another game I'd like to see more of. So, yeah, I, I don't have sky high expectations for this one, but yeah. maybe I will be wrong. Brandon, uh, speaking of expectations, it seems like they've kind of tried to set the stage yeah. for what we'll see. Right, but is there anything that could excite you? <sighs> I am excited to see the the Justice League stuff, kill yeah. the Justice League, whatever the fuck it's called, Suicide Squad. Um, after we got those supposed leaks about a month ago, yeah. I'm just interested to see more of this game. I want to know more. I was very intrigued by some of the things I've already seen. Um, and after having had played games like, um, what the fuck is that game called? 
Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. I'm even more excited for this sort of thing, just because I know it can be done really well. Right. Um, And, you know, something like Avengers hasn't completely crushed my spirits right. for this sort of superhero multiplayer right. game. <laughs> um, But very excited to see that. I obviously would be excited to see um, some Spider-Man 2. I think the Venom stuff's going to be really cool. Um, I don't really think this is kind of off the wall, but what I would love to see, and I think would actually be perfect timing, they may be trying to set the stage, but sometime this year, I think we will, and maybe this is it, get another tiny glimpse of what Naughty Dog has been working on for their multiplayer experience. I swear I I was seeing some sort of, I, I don't know if they were tailored. Uh-huh. I don't know if they were fake. I thought I saw some Neil tweets about something. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. But it's the perfect time. The hype for the show is there. It doesn't need to be over. The hype is there. The game came out. More people bought the remastered game because of the show coming out. Yep. It would be... It's coming out on PC and whenever the show's over, pretty much. It would be a silver bullet yeah. to say, hey, even if it's small, which they've done before, if you think about The Last of Us 2, how early they yep. teased that Firefly symbol. Right. Even if that doesn't mean it's coming out for two years or next year, if they gave us something small and cool, I feel like that would kind of cap the show. No matter what else happened, that would be just amazing for me. I would love it. And I, I, I want it this year. If they don't capitalize off of this year, I feel like they're dumb for not having capitalized off the show because clearly the hype is there. I mean, I can't even tell you, and we haven't talked much about the show. Really yeah. good. I really enjoy it. Um, but... People that have no fucking idea that literally the last video game they played was in a cabinet are watching this show. So like not to say that that's necessarily going to propel them to buy a PlayStation and then play your game. But what I'm saying is the vibes, the talks, people are talking. Um, So I feel like capitalizing would be good for them. I'm not saying at this state of play. In fact, I kind of doubt it. But can you imagine the season ends and a trailer pops up? Last of Us Factions, multiplayer, available now. Dude, available now would be actually nuts. Yeah, I don't think PlayStation... I can't remember a time they've ever shadow dropped anything first party ever. Right. But... And I could be wrong on that, but I can't remember it. So imagine. Yeah, that's kind of like just me wishing, but I'll reiterate it for a third time. If they do not capitalize this year on giving us something, even if it is as small as the, the last one was... The Last of Us, the Firefly logo in the beautiful setting. Give us something this year. It makes too much damn sense to pass this up. Dave, are you still too scared to watch The Last of Us? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'd watch it. Uh, it's one of those things that I probably want to binge. So yeah. maybe I'll wait for it to end and then, you know, bang it all out in one afternoon. We we'll only see. got three weeks left for that. I, I will say I that. I was going to say. It has to be wrapping up soon. I know it's, what the fucking story is. Yeah, it's nine episodes. Okay, that's yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. But, and I mean, that's been, they've been transparent with that since the beginning. But yeah, it is interesting I because um, I am usually somebody who's like, oh, let me just, let me just watch it all. But with this show, since I've been watching it weekly uh, because of, you know, covering for content and then also having to edit content and don't want to get spoiled and stuff like that, even though, again, I've played the game multiple times. I've found that I actually have enjoyed the back going back to the weekly format. And I'm not, I've never been not a fan of that, but because I just feel like these episodes, because the game is so like impactful and important, I think yeah, being able to process the episodes over a week's worth of time has also been like a good 
exercise, I think. Too. Absolutely. So and I'm okay. either. If they put it out all at once, I would have been fine with that too. Yeah. But no, it is kind of cool, you know, coming back every week to something. And it's also unique in the sense that typically I don't know what's going to happen before it happens. It's kind of fun to be able to piece things together and see how they've kind of adapted um, the story to be slightly their own in a couple ways too. It's been kind yeah. of fun. So and it's funny because I don't, I mean, I have the first last of us. I have the remastered. I have it on PS plus. I don't need to play part one, you know, then they remastered it. I kind of want to, but I'm like, I'm kind of feeling this right yeah, now. I kind of want to now. Yeah. These fuckers, they get me every time. I, I mean, tell you what. Plus Pedro's daddy. Yeah. So um, if you disagree, you're wrong. Right. You don't know That's daddy. That's true. Pedro is daddy. I'm so glad that people like, I mean, obviously he was in The Mandalorian and that blew up, but you still didn't really get to see how good of an actor he was because his character is not like that dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad that he's getting his shine now. Did you guys see him on SNL? He was on Game of Thrones too. He was on Game of Thrones. Yeah. I didn't see him on SNL, but I've seen some clips. Oh, man. There. And that's I was thinking about it because just like what you just said, Ben, is he's always been in these super serious roles or, or like supporting roles. But like he's funny. He's really funny. He was um, pretty good in the uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent last year with Nicolas Cage. OK. Oh, dude, the Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah. Okay. He Nic- was in that. Nicolas Cage plays himself. I didn't know uh, that. A fictional okay. version of himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wanted to see that. That's... Yeah. But yeah, you're right, Dave. He's. He's got, he's a, he seems like a fun dude, but obviously, you know, any of that can be an act. He's obviously an actor, yeah. but he's definitely a good actor. I can, I can tell you that for sure. Okie dokie. Let's talk about something else now. Talked about PlayStation. Now we got to talk. We talked about Nintendo. Now we got to talk about Xbox. It's only so right. Nobody accuses us of anything. Not that anybody's in According to Brad Smith, uh, who is the vice chair and president of Microsoft. Are you related to him? Yeah, I'm related to all the Smiths, actually. Okay. Yep. We've now signed a binding 10-year contract to bring Xbox games to Nintendo's gamers. Gamers. This is just part of our commitment to bring Xbox games and Activision titles like Call of Duty to more players on more platforms. Microsoft. The, 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 statement, the statement reads, Microsoft and Nintendo have now negotiated and signed a binding 10-year legal agreement to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo players the same day as Xbox with full feature and content parody. So they nice. can experience Finally. Call of Duty just as Xbox and PlayStation gamers enjoy Call of Duty. Zero percent chance. That's we happening. are committed to providing long-term equal access to Call of Duty to other gaming platforms, bringing more choice to more players and more competition to the gaming market. Now, I have a few things. Access, yes. I have a few things I want to get across on this. <laughs> I've got a new tagline for them. Sweats play on Switch. Because we oh, know that's going to be the, yeah. the Dude. case. Right? The first is it's very obvious <laughs> that this is a pol- like a political tactic. They're just trying to say, look, we did it for Nintendo. Why wouldn't we do it for PlayStation? Uh, and maybe that's true. But, but that's a very clear like, hey, nobody actually wants to play this on Switch, but we're going to put it there anyway. Right. Second of all, they mentioned that um, Nintendo and PlayStation both in this pre- in this press release multiple times. Um, they they use this as an opportunity to say, just as Xbox and PlayStation gamers enjoy Call of Duty, uh, so that's there. And then third, this game will never run on the Switch natively, in my opinion. No, zero. No Call of Duty game that is made in the future, that is a mainline Call of Duty game, will play on there in the future. But Dave, since you're the expert on all things <laughs> playing AAA games on Nintendo Switch sound off on on whether or not um, Call of Duty and other Activision titles like that are going to be there. By the way, sorry to interrupt my own sentence. Uh, how does Microsoft have the authority to do this when they don't even own them yet? Like, 
are, you're just making like promises that you may not. I don't know. It's like a handshake deal. It's yeah, like a, it is an agreement I mean, I, in principle. I, I legally understand it. I just think it's dumb. Yeah. But anyway, Dave. Sorry. Go ahead. Let's explain business to Ben of all people. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree with you 100. This is posturing. Um, at, at if anything, it shows a a level of um, professionalism that Xbox or sorry Microsoft plans to show the gaming ecosystem uh, as a whole when it comes to their plan sort of acquisition of Activision. Um, yeah, I mean, who who is going to buy Call of Duty on, on Switch? I mean, maybe some kids. Maybe the wow. idea is like yeah. some younger generations are going to get into it and then they'll want to move over to Xbox and play it for real with the big boys. But, I mean, there are other properties that Microsoft now owns and may own in the future that may work better on both the Nintendo Switch and maybe some future Nintendo platforms. And this is a long deal. So, I mean, just because we're looking at this from a switch perspective doesn't mean that's necessarily going to be what uh, Nintendo hardware is available next. But um, yeah, historically the Nintendo always comes out with the better console every generation (laughs) from a technical perspective. Yes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I just, I I don't think this is worth reading too much into because just as you said, Ben, I, this is a posturing thing. It's just, it's just showing the decision makers, whoever they are in this sort of legal battle, um, that Microsoft plans to play nice in the sandbox because they can afford to. They're going to be making so much money off this deal if it actually goes through that it, everybody can have Call of Duty and they're still going to be the breadwinners here. So, sure. yeah, it is what it is. Brandon, uh, our most notorious Switch lover or Nintendo lover in the building, do you think it's like, I think the fact that they mentioned that it was legally binding oh. is like, yeah, whatever. Okay. Yeah, it's legally <laughs> yeah. binding. We get it. You're promising to put it on everywhere. And, and by the way, I'm for the acquisition. I don't really care at this point. I just right. want it to be done with. It's but over. I don't know. I just feel like them them inserting the words legally binding to right. the average person reading, that means nothing. But the, the few people that matter, they're hoping it means right. something. No, and it's like, as good as a PR thing this is for Nintendo, it's also like, they're holding the 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 bag of money behind their hand as they're shaking Nintendo's. It's like yeah. it wouldn't make sense any other way, and it was going to be this way probably even if you didn't. I think that Microsoft is willing to play ball and be professional, as Dave said. I agree with that. Sure, but I think they are willing to do this as long as it's advantageous to them. Right. Um. So as good as a will of good faith as this is, um, I think it's also kind of like low-key maybe like a shadow jab at at playstation of course just a bit because there's been some hot water especially publicly with all of these heads of these companies kind of publicly speaking and openly speaking about um how they're doing some of their larger business deals um and i just really wonder if jim um that night uh that this was published called uh doug doug bowser and was like yo man i see what you're doing (laughs) i see it dude that's like, it. You're not getting PlayStation games Doug's on Switch. Like, Doug's like, come on, man. You could play nice with Xbox. Um, is that what he sounds like? I don't know why he sounds I don't like think that. he sounds exactly. I mean, that's a pretty close one, though. Nah, I, I would have thought that was on. AI, honestly. Come on, Jim. You could play nice. Is that <laughs> um, now, this is fine. And like I said, I think this is just as good a thing for Microsoft as it is for Nintendo. It's probably a better thing for Microsoft than it is Nintendo, to be honest with you. Um, because Nintendo would... 
exist and flourish without Microsoft at all. Uh, so it's just a little bit of icing on top of their giant mediocre cake. Yeah. Um, Nintendo's. Um, so, yeah, I guess this is cool. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to buy Call of Duty on Switch. Um, and I probably won't buy anything on Switch if I can help it. So if you remember a couple of years ago, there was some talk of Game Pass being on the, on the Switch and a lot of talk of cloud gaming and everything like that. And we've seen some games come out via cloud on the Switch. And so I wonder, I, I don't imagine Call of Duty or any games of a similar graphical quality right. are going to be able to run on Switch natively. I just can't imagine no. that. No. So I'm imagining this is partially going to be uh another step towards you know game pass on other consoles as well right i would have to guess yeah speaking of other consoles and other platforms we also got something from phil spencer that says we have signed this was today as well we have signed a 10-year agreement with nvidia that will allow geforce now players to stream xbox pc games as well as activision blizzard pc titles including call of duty following the acquisition we're committed to bringing more games to more people however they choose to play. So, uh, basically, probably another PR move. Hey, they're getting it solidified up with, with GeForce Now. You know, they want to get in those discussions. Remember a while back, GeForce Now came out and a bunch of people were like, no, 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 we don't want you to put our games on there. So I understand, like, they're getting that all settled and wrapped up. But to come out the same day as the Nintendo announcement is not a terribly big surprise to me. Dave, another PR move? Or is this actually... Like just another way for people to play on PC via via the cloud. Are they just making more and more money, more stacks? I don't know. This this one's a little bit more weird to me because um, I feel like you know the the people that um, GeForce Now appeals to probably already have kind of access to PC Game Pass or something, and it I just don't understand what this would be or how this would be advantageous to Microsoft. <clears throat> in any way other than what you said, where it's just more um, kind of posturing and positioning. Um, I don't know. This this is just a bit weird. I, it's good that, you know, they're putting more than just their, their traditional first-party games um, are going to be up on the G4 service, uh, you know, so it's not going to be just Halo and, and Horizon and stuff like that, or sorry, Forza, but it's going to be, you know, all the Bethesda stuff and, and, and everything else that's coming. So, but yeah, I, I'm just not sure I understand this particular move because it just seems a bit too close to PC gaming home, uh, you know, a, a part of the market that they already have a pretty strong foothold in. So I guess the more places people can get your games, the better, but this is just kind of too, too similar to PC game pass um, and cloud gaming. So Weird one, weird one. Not sure I understand this. Yeah, you're right in that it doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me that they would want uh, players to be able to play on GeForce Now and have to buy the game through Steam or somewhere else, rather than being a subscriber. Which we can tell that Game Pass is definitely, you know, a huge money maker for them. That's what they're kind of basing their future structure on. It seems, but I'd imagine it's partially to like assuage the minds of of. Uh, gamers who are like well if they buy it they're not going to leave it on steam or i'm not gonna be able to play it on geforce now if they don't sign it so like that's probably what it is it's pot more posturing brandon what do you think i think that uh good old jimmy boy had a couple outlook reminders uh-huh. one that said uh <laughs> nintendo pr and one that said nvidia pr and he was just tired of clicking dismiss every day wait jimmy jim right no philly dude phil philly philly yeah my bad i'm getting my wires crossed nonetheless i fucked up the bit um <laughs> Sorry. Fuck. Fuck. 
I'm sure Jimmy has one too, though. Dude, they <laughs> just different. It's about negative. Jim Ryan was like, today's my day to say fuck you to Phil Spencer and to <laughs> Doug Bowser for dragging me through the mud. Um, no, I guess this is good. It doesn't really matter. Like I said, um, once again, I just think this is all a bunch of uh, shaking babies and kissing hands. So, so Jim, Jim Ryan's outlook reminders must be wild. It's just probably like uh, announce Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart remaster or uh <laughs> unveil forbidden west uh remake uh yeah, remake all that um, crazy stuff so got, like, pack. yeah exactly boys i think it's time it is that time it's time to talk about what we've been playing Ooh. and uh i'm pretty sure we've only got a couple games here to talk about so let's yeah. start off with dave dave hi hi what have you been playing uh do you want the good news or the bad news i want the bad news okay i've been playing atomic heart oh <clears throat> damn okay so i gotta preface right, this. show's over guys <laughs> we've been talking this game off for weeks fuck months. um so Fun. i i i played it briefly this morning i think i played about an hour and a half so not enough time for me to to say i love this game i hate this game something like that um but um, yeah, it's it's an interesting game. It 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 sets the stage really really well. I'll say that um, the first kind of 20, 30 minutes, you get a real good sense of of what the world is. And um, after I played today, I I was reading a little bit about the studio Mungfish, Mundfish, whatever it's called, and. Um, they're one of these studio. They're, they're new. That, that's a good thing to keep in mind. Is this is their this is their first game, and it's a really ambitious game for for you know they didn't make a two D pixel based side scrolling platformer. They made like a fully um, you know realized you know Unreal Engine kind of first person shooter. So this is very very ambitious for a first game. And and they kind of pride themselves on creativity, um, and I don't mean that in the in the PR sense, but like they they literally they really 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 want to make something that you've never seen before. Yeah. I think in the first twenty minutes of the game, when it's really kind of setting the stage, you really see that. Like you see some enemy and character design that like you have not seen before. There's nothing archetypical, or I just made up a word uh, <laughs> that I've seen at all in this game. And I'm watching people play on Twitch now and. And these people are a lot further on in the game, but this is this is a very unique game from kind of a design and, and art perspective. So that shines through. That's really good. Um, a lot of people have kind of compared it to Bioshock for obvious reasons. Um, my initial time with it, again, I'm 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 only about an hour and a half, two hours into it, but um, you know, I've I've had some inventory management. I've done quite a bit of combat, uh, some puzzle solving and stuff. Um, in my early hours, it feels more like Prey than it does Bioshock. Um, it doesn't seem as ability-based as Bioshock kind of does, but more um, environmental puzzle solving and and kind of combat. So there's that. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting game. I know, Ben, you were big on it. Uh, I know, Brandon, you're interested, and you both got it installed. So I'm interested to see kind of if... I have other stuff I want to play now. I want to play more Persona, and I want to play more Hogwarts, but... 
Um, I'm interested to see once you guys kind of get into it. I really trust your opinion. So like if you guys are high on it, I'm going to play more. But as it stands, if, if you guys didn't play it, I probably wouldn't be rushing to play more of it. Um, there's a lot of day one issues um, and weird design choices. The controls are odd. Um, and uh, yeah, I... I I had some weird issues. So as an example, like when you collect loot, you, you see on the left side of your screen, it'll show you like what you're collecting. There's no like feedback. Like there's no little ding that kind of plays every time you pick up something. So you literally have to look at your screen uh, like where it pops up to see what you've actually picked up. That sounds like a little thing and I'm nitpicking, but if you pick up a piece of lore, like a note or something, you get another pop-up that overlays over top of the thing that tells you what loot you've picked oh, up, no. and it doesn't disappear until you actually play the piece of lore. Um, that's something that could be fixed easily um, in, in a patch, and it probably is. So again, I'm nitpicking, but these are little things that kind of took me out of experience. But the single biggest thing that makes me not want to play this game is, to a lesser extent, the writing is awful um but the main character is such an asshole like he is just i don't get it he he's like he's like v from cyberpunk without any of the redeeming qualities that v had um and normally like something like that like an unlikable main character is is something you can generally drown out but this guy's just such a dickhead like his little companion that talks in his ear and kind of gives you tip about tips about the environment and stuff like he's constantly just like berating him for the littlest things and it's just it actually really took me out of it and and i i've seen some other people kind of say the same stuff um so yeah i don't think that can be fixed in a patch yeah um but yeah in in my short time playing it i i did think about prey quite a bit and i i kind of wanted to play prey more than than i wanted to continue on with atomic heart so um yeah, again, I, I'm curious to see what you guys think after you put some hours into it. Um, again, it's a unique game. It's got an interesting setup. Um, I, I hope it kind of flips the script a little bit as you progress. Um, but based on what I've played and uh, based on what I'm seeing on Twitch, I'm not I'm not super excited to jump back into it. But uh, yeah, so that's Atomic Card. It's on Game Pass. So, I mean, yeah. if, you, if you have Game Pass, you got nothing to lose by checking it out. It's interesting because when they were first showing off the game, you know, I and a lot of other people, I think we talked about on the show, were like, oh, it looks very like Bioshock, and that's cool. And then as time went on, I was like, oh, this looks less and less like Bioshock. Uh, there's some, you know, there's some similarities or whatever, but it just, I was still excited for it. And I still am excited for it. I think it, I still think it looks fun, but fortunately slash unfortunately, uh, I'm going to be out of town for work for the next few days and then when i get back i'm super busy and leading up to it i've been super busy and so i mean the game just came out today but so i'm not gonna get to play for probably at least another week i'd say and um hopefully by that point at least some of those like issues that can be patched out get patched out uh for when i get back but uh it's it would be killing me but when i i didn't read any reviews but when i just saw that they were generally negative uh or not negative but but mid i guess i should say I was like, okay, well, I don't feel like if it was a 95, I feel like I'm missing out. And now I'm just like, okay, well, there's a game waiting for me when I'm ready to play it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, again, you got to keep in mind, this is, this is a first game from the studio. So I'm looking Actually, forward to second game. Second game. Oh, but their first game was a VR game that ended up getting canceled before it came out of early access. 
That's okay. strange. I didn't first, know that. First release game. Let's, right. let's go right. watch my but, video on everything you need to know about Atomic <laughs> Damn, dude. Um, so, yeah. Um, two other games I want to talk about briefly. Uh, the second one is Hogwarts Legacy. Um, so thanks to, to, to two very nice people, I got my hands on Hogwarts Legacy. Um, we must last be really week. good friends. That's all I can yeah. say. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're pretty awesome. They have massive dicks, too. Right wow. Here. Dude. Um, I got to meet these guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I haven't put as much time as I would have liked to, but enough to 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 really say that like um yeah, I'm really enjoying this game. It's it's exactly as advertised. It's it's just there's quality everywhere. It's um it's a lot of fun. It it's funny because like I remember I, I really like the Harry Potter movies, but um I always found the the wand combat to be kind of I don't know. Cringe. Have you ever got, have you ever seen people LARP before? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of like, I always found in the movies that it it was kind of cringy, like watching people LARP or watching like people have lightsaber duels at conventions. Uh It always just kind of looked like that. So real quick, have you ever seen the, like the behind the scenes footage when they have (laughs) no CG and they're just like running around pointing sticks at each other? It's hysterical. (laughs) I'll have to check that out, but that would be funny. So it, it surprised me how, how good, how much they nailed the combat in this game. Like it is so much fun to just fight stuff with your stupid little wand and mix up your combos and, and I said a little while ago that like I think Ghost of Tsushima has the most satisfying parry mechanic in in video gaming history. Yeah. I still feel that way, but the stupefy like block thing is uh-huh. is it's up there. Like it it feels so good when you time that right. Um, yeah, I'm 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 getting the feeling that I got with Assassin's Creed Two with this game, where it's like I want to explore, I want to like do as much as I can everything you do is interesting and it feels different. I'm thinking about like the Merlin trials as an example. Like I thought like when I did my first one, I'm like, okay, I'm going to find these around the world and they're all going to be pretty much the same, you know, a little bit more difficult, but I found like four or five of them and every single one has been completely different and you have to like accomplish something different or solve a completely different kind of puzzle to, to clear that trial. So, um, yeah, this game just it's 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 really really good, and I'm 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 really happy to be playing it. Um, and last thing, this is this is the last time I'm going to talk about this game, uh, but I finished Hi Fi Rush this week. Nice. And man, oh man, I love this game. Um, it it is just like I don't know the way this game crescendos at time is just is is perfect. Like it. Um, the second to last boss that you face, like I can't get like this memory out of my head about fighting this boss. Cause the music is just so cool. And, and the action is just so much fun. And I don't know. I know it sounds like I'm kind of droning on about this game, but like I, if December comes and this is my game of the year, like for me personally, I will not be surprised because it is so good. It's so funny. And there's so much like, you know, I, I beat it in 12 hours. So it's, 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 it's not a game that takes a long time to play, but like, um, it doesn't need to be long. Um, I don't know. I just, I really like this game. The music was so good. The, 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 this is kind of a spoiler, but the music that plays in the, in the final boss fight is, uh, perfect drug by nine inch nails. Oh. And it was just so cool. Like, it, yeah. I don't know. 
Um, there's an end game in this game too. Oh, really? Um, ben, I, I, I don't know how much you've played of it, but I don't know if you've come across any of these like locked doors. Yeah. Um, so there's doors and you go up to them and you can, you can speak to your, 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 uh, partners about it. And they're like, oh yeah, I don't know what this mystery is, but you can't kind of, we can't open this now. So, yeah. uh, when you clear the game, like then you can actually go back and you can, you can unlock all of these doors and kind of go through that. There's a full cosmetic system that unlocks at the end. Um, plus you have all the challenges that you can kind of unlock, but anyways, hi-fi rush. Um, I love this game. Uh, and yeah, so that's what I've been playing this week. Nice dude. Yeah. yeah I haven't played much more of hi-fi rush. been very busy with both games and life, uh, since it came out. So I probably put like five or six hours into it, I'd say, but it is a game I will go back to. I, I, I like get distracted on some games and then never go back to them. Hi-fi rush is one that I keep thinking like, man, I just want some time to get back and play that because it was, it was a lot of fun the time I played and everything you've said about it is, uh, making me want to play it again, yeah. but not and until it, after I'm done being a wizard or an atomic heart that, that's not a thing but you know being a russian being a i don't want to do that either oh me neither the rush i mean yeah you know <laughs> we all know brandon you're up <laughs> uh i've only been playing hogwarts legacy me too uh, that's literally it that's all i can play um yeah man i said it earlier in the show i know i was kind of down about this game but this game has like fully grasped me yeah um by the testicles oh dude so just on the ground did that's how long they're pulling wow it doesn't take much to get them there because they're already so low of course yeah yeah um (laughs) you might know the guys dave that bought hogwarts for dave (laughs) um no man this game is just so fun map clearing's fun uh dave said it the missions are meaningful and i'm i'm at a unique perspective because as I've said many times, I'm not really a Harry Potter fan, but this game has transcended that for me. I mean, yeah. truly, um, I think that even if this game wasn't about the source material, it is. It's a good enough game that I would be just as interested. And I think that's the whole point for me. Right. Um, I think I might I might have even said something similar to that last week, but um, I've got many, many, many more hours into this. I am aggressively overleveled for where I'm at in the story. <laughs> like aggressively, yeah. I'm like almost 20 levels higher than I need to be. But yeah. that being said, it's it's awesome. Um, it's surprising me in little ways all the time. Um, Dave, I think that the Merlin trials are pretty diverse, but at some point you you will have pretty because much... Because there's like almost 100 of them, I think. Yeah. 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 But... Um, they'll even be like little treasure caves that I'll find where like there's a new puzzle that I hadn't seen before. Right. So like there's yeah. constantly little tiny things that um, keep on surprising me about this game. Um, and everything about it seems like it is almost the polar opposite of games like Dark Souls at times when it like really wants you to succeed. Yeah. I wouldn't describe this game as easy by any measure, but some of the finite choices that I'm not really going to get into, but you just need to trust me and play the game. Some of the finite choices um, are really for the player, yeah. um, whether it be, you know, the transmog system being absolutely seamless, whether it be um, the way the menu works uh, when you're in the selling menu, a big way to get currency in this game. The biggest way is to sell clothing because you're going to get a bunch of it. Even something as small as hovering over the clothing icon prior to you selling it. If there's not a green up symbol on it, 
you don't have to go in your inventory and figure it out. You could just look at it in this other person's inventory moments before selling it. So I will that, say though that sometimes it will not give you a green up symbol, but there will be like one of the attributes will be higher, but right. generally it's still not worth keeping. Right. No, exactly. So just like little things like that spread throughout everything. Um, and even something as simple as like, you know, your broom can be used for very specific situations and other things that help you with mobility would be advantageous to use them in this sense. Right. I'm even gathering things like that to where like, I don't know, it just feels good and it's satisfying. It's beautiful. Um, it's by no means an absolutely perfect game, um, but it is the least janky RPG I've played in a, in a good while, I think. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, that's 100% of the truth. The we, I mean, I've heaped praise on this game, but there's two things I want to complain about. Oh, really? And these are not new things. Well, the one is the new thing. I've heard a lot of people complain about this. Uh, and I still love the game otherwise. But one is anytime you go you know, into Hogsmeade, you get the same lines over and over. Oh, anytime yeah. you fast travel, you get the yeah. same lines. That's just a little annoying. That's whatever. It's supposed to be charming, but yes, yeah. whatever you're doing whatever, it yeah. 50 times. And I very rarely fast travel. I'm like, oh, where I need to go is 3,000 whatever units away. I'm just going to fly there on my broom because I can. But uh, the other thing is, and this is just something that started bugging me this week. If you're in combat, and you go to block and then, you know, do the stupefy thing or you use the there's ancient magic. Right. If you do either of those things, everything around you just stops and that animation plays out. Yeah. And that didn't bother me at first. But the more it's happened, I'm like, I'm OK with this because it makes it slightly easier that everything around me stops while this while this animation is happening. Right. But it doesn't feel very realistic i'm saying it doesn't feel realistic in a wizard game i understand that the irony of that and i think that's exactly what i was talking about how like yeah. in a game like dark souls they say fuck you you're stuck in this animation if you get hit it's your own goddamn fault right. for timing it poorly yeah and so you know i guess it's the, all about how you look at it but go ahead i will say that sometimes too when you're casting a spell and then you so on the on the inverse of that when you're casting a spell and you get a little signal over your head that you're about to get hit, you can't dodge out of the way fast enough because the animation is still going in that right. too. So it helps you and hurts you. Um, but that's just, I mean, that's a very tiny nitpick because right. overall I still think the combat is fantastic. And the parry is like actually having played many games that have parry. Yeah. It's very fucking forgiving. Oh, it is. I mean, it's, it it's so forgiving yeah. a couple of times. I'm like, I would have got hit here in dark souls. Yeah. Easily, yeah. easily. I'm like, right. you know, it's practically touching me and the game almost like reverses it slightly to give right. me the fucking block. It's right. And yeah, it's, I mean, it's not supposed to be dark. Souls. Right. Anything, no, no, but, no. I get yeah. it. But it just may having played games like Elden Ring recently, it, it does make you appreciate as not like Elden Ring. This game is, yeah. Whenever you're locking onto something and rolling around a bunch. Right. My mind kind of, my lizard brain kind of can't separate them. I know they're very different, <laughs> right, right. but you, yeah, it's just, it's different. But yeah, I mean, those are two little nitpicks I had, but other than that, um, I, I'm loving everything about the game. And even those things don't bother me enough to, you know, even complain about them, honestly. Yeah. They're just, if I had to find something, those are things I found. So very much enjoying it. Um, I think I'm kind of near the end of the story, but like I said last week, I've, I've been pretty much just doing everything possible. I mean, I'm not literally going to every treasure cave and everything else like that. But Dude, I am. Uh, yeah, I'm I mean, clearing my I will eventually. Yeah, yeah. I will eventually. But right now, I'm just like, oh, well, I have these five side quests before the next main objective. 
or and the main objective i'm gonna do the side quest first oh while i'm at the side quest there's a merlin trial nearby there's a bandit camp whatever yeah i'm gonna clear those out real quick did you know what i did find though and i don't mean to keep interrupting you that's fine but I will have cleared a section, and uh-huh. then I'm like, oh, look, there's someone to talk to in this village. Yeah. And then that quest sends me to the place I just kept cleared, yeah. and I'm like, well, fuck, I should have just waited. Yeah, I, I know. I'm doubling back. There's been a couple puzzles yeah. I've solved, and then I get a quest later to solve them. So it's like they give, they tell me to go solve it, and then I'm like, okay, sure, I'll do that. And then it's like, return to this person. Right. And I'm like, you don't even leave. I just turn around and talk <laughs> to them again. They're like, thank you so much. That must have been. And I'm like, it was a lot harder than you think. Give me some more money, bitch. I, I did it two months ago. I did it in the fall. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah, that's happened I to for, me a few times. But. I forgot to ask, what houses are you guys? Hufflepuff. Slytherin. Oh, I'm Hufflepuff too. Nice, dude. Nice. Wow, I'm out here. We got cold. three Hufflepuffs. But did you uh, choose Hufflepuff or did, is that what the game chose for you? I did the whiz. I connected my account. So I took the quiz online. So yeah so you can collect um you can connect your your wizard world account or something like that this quiz has been around for a long time i actually took this like sometime last These are year words i never thought i'd hear brandon say but carry <laughs> well, on well i got peer pressured into taking the test because everyone else in the friend group did so i was like okay fuck it i'll take my goddamn test um and uh yeah i'm a hufflepuff and i got a nice long wand <laughs> do you that's what it said on the website what do you want me to do i uh I'm Slytherin. It picked Slytherin for me. Did it? Yes. That was my first option, and I chose it. And then I connected my account after that. Yeah. Because I remembered I had an account, and I connected it, and it turns out I was also Slytherin on that account. Nice. So okay. it knew. Without it, me even right. connecting the account, it knew. Merlin, they, Merlin was a Slytherin, so that's it's true. not all bad. Yeah, no. No, not at all. I think mainly only Slytherin was bad. I mean, like, he was the only... Yeah. Good old Salazar. Yeah, Salazar. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, connect your shit, Dave. If you're still able to, I think it gives you some free cosmetics. If, cool. if, if Which literally you will nothing promptly else. throw away and never use. Well, you could at least... I mean, you could transmog You could get the, the look of them. Yeah. So. I think that's it. That's it. Guys. We're all wizards, and um, I'm the only good one, because I'm Slytherin. That's right, dude. Slytherin in this crack. <laughs> I like it. Uh, <laughs> That's for after the show. I'm sorry. I think I that's should've. actually the name of the show. <laughs> Slither. People have to listen to the know, end. Man. To... The stinger. This is going to be the stinger at the end. That's right. <laughs> I'm not editing that as a stinger. It's just part of the show. It's like sorry. the playoff track. Yeah. 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 All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Remember, patreon.com slash chance phantom. You can sign up to support us. Add free early access. We appreciate it. And of course, no matter who you are, hang out in the discord. We'd love to have you there. We'll see you next week. The HP Podcast is brought to you by our patrons over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom. Thanks to our producers, Grabalicious, Christian Snow, Rainick, Chris Bylock, Derek O, Nuke Dukum, Brian Parrott, Htrons, Maurice Bays, Passive Pixels, Edwin Castillo, Boots, Poot, Jared, Josh Cummings, Edward Walton, Charles Peterson, Toby Ryland, Wormhat. <laughs> <laughs>